And we move on to the back end of this fabulous podcast. That's right. It's time for Pat's Paris, everyone's favorite segment here on Six Rings and Football Things, where we get to the news, notes, nuggets, headlines, and tidbits that didn't fit into the other segments. Andy, where shall we start? Uh, let's start with something fresh off the Twitter um, oh. that I'll add to our list of Pat's Paris here. Your friends at PFF have mm -hmm. compiled some, uh, I believe, five trades that could make sense in the NFL this offseason. And your right, Patriots are involved. Oh, it's not T. Higgins. It's not DeAndre Hopkins. They actually have DeAndre Hopkins getting traded to the New York football giants. Hmm, they have the Houston Texans returning Brandon Cooks to New England, the hmm. wide receiver that Fitzy doesn't like based on his facial expression. The trade they propose is that okay. the Texans send a seventh along with uh, Brandon Cooks and get a third. So the Patriots send a third for Cooks and a seventh. He has two years left at $35 million. $18 million is totally guaranteed. Um, Same money that DeAndre Hopkins would be guaranteed for his two. He's got $34 million coming over the next two seasons. Let me just point out to everyone. But zero Brandon, guaranteed, according to Pro Football Yes, Pope. Brandon Cooks right now is 29. He will turn 30 a couple of weeks into the 2023 NFL season. Last year, he played in 13 games. Uh, he was very unhappy after the trade deadline and sat out a game out of protest. I remember that. Yep. 700 yards receiving, similar to D-Hop. 12.3 yards and three touchdowns on the season. His best year as a professional football player was technically 2018 when the Patriots were forced to defend against him in Super Bowl 53. Had a couple of quality seasons for Houston, including in 2020, 81 catches, 1,150 yards, and six touchdowns. Andy, is this a, am I not into this because it's a, I feel like we, I literally feel like we've been there, done that, and he's on the decline. Like what, what, how does he open up the offense? How does he change the passing game? Well, he's a speed burner. He gets down the field. He can pop the top off the defense, but I think you're right. The been there, done that feeling. He is kind of a tease. He's a you know, roll out of bed, thousand yard NFL receiver. Everywhere he yep. goes, he's going to catch a thousand yards. Sure. But he doesn't feel like for a third. Yeah. I, I feel like he, he becomes more of a, a higher end. He's like Parker last year. You're like, okay, he's more accomplished than what we had, but is he really changing the offense? And I think you'd say the same with cooks. Like he's more accomplished than what we had. He adds talent to the depth pool at mm -hmm. wide receiver. But I think we're all shooting higher. I think we all have higher beliefs, goals, hopes for the next trade receiver, signed receiver, drafted receiver. Out the next outside the organization number one receiver. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think he fulfills this. I, he I feels just, like a safety school. Safety school, or if you want to go down like the car road, he's a you thought you were getting a, a BMW and now you're getting a nice solid. Honda Accord. You got a yeah. You got a nice midsize sedan. It's very sensible. Could he be a? Could he be a, a Corolla with some nice with some uh you upgrades. know the deluxe package yep. with some upgrades on the interior? That's fine. But it is what it is. And I'll ask you. I'll follow up with this. How would you feel about the New England Patriots? How do you think would the receiver room be better, worse, or around the same if you lose Jacoby Myers? 
to the Houston Texans in free agency and then ended up getting a compensatory third or fourth round pick next year. And you spin one now for Brandon Cooks. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm distracted. I just got to tell you the life of a parent. Like there's a strange person in a hood just walking down my driveway, leaving my house. Apparently they slept over last night. I'm not sure who it was, but this is the teenage years. <laughs> Oh, I thought I was going to I was going to say, like, did you get a subsequent email that said, like, your Amazon Prime package has been delivered with a photograph nope. of it on your porch? Nope. Somebody slipped over. Um, All right. This, <laughs> vacation week. You know, you roll with the punches at these uh, days. Good point. Good point. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Do you think the New England Patriots receiver room would be better, worse or around the same if you lose Jacoby Myers to the Texans, which is a place that he's been rumored to potentially be, maybe that they would have interest in him in free agency, mm -hmm. but you get Brandon cooks back. Um, worse. You won't, you won't lose the draft capital because you'll get a compensatory pick for Myers the next year. Worse. So. I'd say worse. Yeah. I, I don't, I, again, cooks is fine. And maybe we're being, um, spoiled, greedy, overzealous at the sure. wide receiver position, but we're all thinking about, AJ Brown and Steph Diggs and things that have transformed receiver positions and helped young quarterbacks. I'd also argue, you know, I, I watched that whole Brady cooks year. It was fine. Like mm -hmm. he just didn't, he'll get you a couple pass interferences at, you know, in a game, he'll draw a flag. There'll be a couple big plays. I just, I don't know. It does nothing for me. It does not excite me. So, <laughs> Hey, uh, what do you make of the latest QB carousel news? Uh, recently we had heard that the New York jets would have no interest whatsoever in Derek Carr. And now in the last 24 to 48 hours, Derek Carr to the jets has picked up a whole heap of steam. How much better would they be? Is he that much more of an upgrade over Mike white that uh, now all those games that they lost last year, because the quarterback position was a deficit, not even a net positive or a net zero. Would he make that much of a difference on them? Well, he's better than Zach Wilson, who was giving away games. I mean, he gave away two to the Patriots. Well, so. I mean, right. He gave he gave us two. I know for sure. But he's a he's a lousy. He's a terrible cold weather quarterback. Yeah, I, I would not. Um, that could be a tease for the. We just talked about being teased maybe at the wide receiver position. That could be a tease for Jets fans. But um, I just watched a long video of his brother David on NFL Network talking about the visit and how much he liked it and his relationships and this and that. Mm. Now there's still plenty to work out, but he's basically comparing. He visited New Orleans. He's comparing the opportunity there and the structure there and the play calling oh, there. There, are you kidding? Go to New Orleans, guy. You're in a dome. It's well, I, but he doesn't care about the Mardi Gras and the Party Gras factor, but like. You get, but you could lose Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas this offseason there. Kamara to a suspension for beating the living hell out of somebody at the Pro Bowl. Last and year. Michael Thomas to the ongoing injury issues and now accusations that they screwed him with their medic medical assistance over the years. And I yeah. know you still have, um, what's his name? The Chris Olave. Yeah, you Chris got Chris Olave. But, you know. Higher upside for the Jets. Oh, no, I think the Jets are the better team. I was just thinking in terms of his skill set and where he may be best suited. If, if Derek Carr plays the best Derek Carr can play, the Jets could be an AFC title game contender. Like, they could be playing Ooh. on divisional. Their defense Ooh. is legit. Their weapons oh, yeah. are legit. Oh, so yeah. if he doesn't screw it up and he makes a few plays here or there, a few timely plays here or there, they could absolutely be playing on divisional round weekend. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Are you going to get that? You know, I've said to you, we talked about Kyle Duggar and the Patriots safeties earlier. Earlier, one of Kyle Duggar's highlights this year was that pick six on the goal line where I don't know what 
Der- Ooh, Derek, Derek Carr, Carr was, was throwing that. But right. Kyle Duggar literally said, oh, I saw that in practice this week. Boom. Right. Thank you very and, much. And that's the kind of play, if you if the Jets sign him, that's the kind of play they think they're avoiding, that, that Zach Wilson would make that kind of a stupid game-losing play. But and Derek, Derek Carr, Carr made it. Last, literally, yes. there's tape right. of him. You can go to at NFL on Twitter and watch the highlight. Absolutely. Um, as we continue to talk about the offseason here, and we talked a little bit about it, Matthew Slater back, Connor mm-hmm. McDermott back. I think those are two sneaky good signings for the Patriots. You love the second one even more, though. Tell oh, people yeah. why you love the Connor McDermott re-signing. Well, first of all, he brought stability to the most instable position they had last year at right tackle, where it was just penalties. And Offensive coordinator? And <laughs> no, <laughs> on the field position. Oh, on then. the yeah. field. Thank you. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. Um and he solidified that, started the final six games. And I know people may remember he was originally a Patriot draft pick. They cut him. He's played for the Bills and the Jets. Now he's back. I believe the way Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick said it was, thank God we have Connor McDermott in December because he solidified it. I'm not sure I've ever heard him say, thank God we have Gronk or Tom Brady. Wow. Never mind Connor McDermott. Is, is um, this like a new, is this a, is, could Connor McDermott be, I'm going to get into the way back Patriots machine here. Uh, let's go 2001, 2002. Is Connor McDermott going to be our next? I'm not going to say Ryan Wendell or Dan Connolly. That's in the sort of middle dynasty name. Is he going to be like the next, like Mike Compton or Stephen Neal, where it's just sort of like, hey, look at this big, bulky dude who came in and stabilized a position on the offensive line? No to Stephen Neal because you're being disrespectful. Dude was a stud. He was um, awesome. He was. Uh, I think the Dan Conley one's not terrible because he was a guy that okay. bounced around practice squatter in Jacksonville, came here, solidified a guard spot, and obviously kind of ascended to starter, captain, key player role. Mm-hmm. Um, Famous run back, I, played center. He was all over the line. Yeah, a, a, that's probably uh, overly optimistic for Connor McDermott, but I'll just go simple. I'll take him as a swing backup tackle. I'm going to say you keep Trent Brown, you sign or draft somebody, and Connor McDermott's your third tackle. I mm-hmm. like it. At least there's a guy I feel decent about. Not, and I know. I guess we've talked ourselves at times in in recent years into the Yadni Kajusts and whoever these other people might be that you're going to roll out there. Connor McDermott was solid, and I'll take solid as either a well, worst case scenario, he's our starter at right tackle, or solid as a swing tackle. Break in case of emergency, labeled right in front of Connor McDermott Plus, on the sideline. He played for Adrian Clem at UCLA, so maybe. There is value there to the team, to him. Maybe it's Clem having a guy. Maybe it's just Clem saying, oh, I know this kid. It's one of my guys. Right? You see head coaches do it when they take over teams. They bring in their guys. Adrian Clem's got a guy in the locker room. What if tackle all of a sudden, and we'll get to to tackle pretty soon here along our off-seasonal positional previews here on the Six Rings podcast. What if tackle, though, and I'll just, I'll chum the waters with this and we'll move on. What if all of a sudden last year, as a disastrous spot as it was, all of a sudden, you got my value guy from last year's draft. Should he be healthy enough? Stuba, Andrew Stuber from Michigan. Connor McDermott, mm-hmm. maybe one more kick at the can with old 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 pal Trent Brown. And they either sign someone like Juwan Taylor from Jacksonville, Orlando Brown from Kansas City, or they draft a guy with the first overall pick, number 14. Next thing you know, all of a sudden the Pats would have a tackle room. Now, I know it's an offensive line, but damn, that would be, that, to me, that's winning Patriots football. That's getting back to the upper half of the NFL right there with a solid, solid positional group at tackle. Sure. Now, you're also um, asking for a pretty healthy commitment, either the 14th pick in the draft or 80 to $100 million on Orlando Brown or something mm-hmm. like that. I am um, indeed. McGlinchey. I know a lot of people want him from McGlinchey. the McGlinchey. 
the 40. I don't think that's okay. That's offensive. What's no, it's just imagine get in here, Muglinchy. It's a great name. Um, do I have to say it? Muglinchy, yes. Are you gonna make jokes about like potatoes or something? (laughs) No, I would never dare. Okay, come on now. I'm not Um, one of those guys. Yeah, no, I, I, I would like, and I think. I mean, Mac Jones would like to see it. Like everybody would like to see we it. We all would, like, but it's not, not sexy. That's the thing. Like, it's not like, yeah, but it can be very sexy. The unsexiest of moves can make for the sexiest of football. And that would be winning. And that's all I care about. And I think that's all the Foxborough faithful, not the Foxborough frauds. Andrew truly care about Are there two more quick topics and we're done. Uh, the franchise tag is now officially in play in the NFL. You are capable of, and free to tag anyone on your team that is an unrestricted free agent. I uh, do not think they're going to tag Jacoby Myers for $19 million a season. I do not think they're going to tag Jonathan Jones for a price tag comparable to that. Players like Lamar Jackson are going to be franchise tagged, and the Ravens will either keep him for a year as their contractual stalemate lingers. Uh, but as far as it goes with the Patriots, I do not see them using the franchise tag on anyone at this particular time. You remember the old uh, WWE music? No chance. There is no chance they use a tag on anybody. No yeah. chance. And that could bite me in the ass. Go ahead because it'll entertain me and it'll be good uh, talking point fodder for our various podcasts and radio appearances. Yeah. But yeah, $20 million for Jacoby. My- no, I'm not giving him $20 million for no. one year. I want to get comfortable giving him 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> My God. Like, so, and that's the other thing. We even talked about Jesse Bates. As soon as you tag somebody, that sets the floor for what they believe they should be paid. So if you tag mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers, he's like, okay, I'm a $20 million a year receiver. Well, no, Jacoby, we just wanted to negotiate a little longer. Jesse Bates, what'd you say? He made $14 million last year on the- 12.9. Okay, so he's looking for 13 plus moving forward. Like, that's just the way, it, he's not looking to take a pay cut or a step backwards in his average annual value and what he's going to make. So, yeah, I don't think there's- there's just there's no realistic reason to fran- I mean, you're looking at a receiver who sure maybe he's one of the best on the market but he is what he is like you know I think um the Bears should consider him the Bears as you build a young team you have a young quarterback Kobe Myers oh my yeah. god a, a true possession receiver for Justin Fields to build confidence if so long absolutely as they don't deal him um yeah I, which I can't imagine they will but whatever that rumor has been out there and talk about that but Clay Harbor who I still follow on Twitter, former Patriots, short-time tight end, um, is a Chicago guy, a big Bears fan. He tweets a lot, and I still follow him. I don't know why. Um, Mm -hmm. He tweets a lot about the Bears, and he put together his wish list of NFL receivers. Jacoby Myers wasn't on it. He did 10 receivers he'd like to see the Bears go after in free agency. He did not include Jacoby Myers. So that's, that's where Jacoby Myers is. Some people love him, and I think some people he doesn't even resonate with. So you're not going to give him $20 million a year. He just isn't a franchise receiver, isn't a friend. And certainly a 30 plus year old cornerback who may or may not even be an outside corner. You're not going to franchise. So yeah, there's no, and, and no, they're not going to franchise Isaiah Wynn either. They already regretted that one year contract. No, that was a, that was a fifth year option. Everyone wishes they hadn't picked up as well. Uh, Yeah. Let's see right here on the Twitter verse as well. uh, As far as just free uh, franchise tags go. Uh, it's amazing to me that Daniel Jones is going to end up getting the franchise tag from the Giants. He'll get $32 million. The greatest laugh in football, at least in the past week, maybe for a time to come, is that Daniel Jones was looking for $45 million a year in free agency. I think that is absolutely 
hilarious. But hey, listen, shoot your yeah. shot, right? Yeah. Shoot your shot. You can always ask. You can always you can always come down from there. Shoot Could your you shot. You tell Mike Thomas I'm looking for a five year, five million dollar deal. <laughs> I'll make I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, to continue working here, producing the yeah. podcast, and yeah. being the the super subs of WEI and all across Odyssey Sports. Yeah, five, I'd say five for fifty million is a good opening number. Okay. And sure. the XFL 3.0 debuted last week in Andy. Any Patriots, former Patriots of note, or anyone you had your eye on that you'd love to see maybe make their way from that XFL to NFL portal since there will be an availability for players to make the jump right into training camps and offseason workouts should pro teams be interested? Well, I uh, was watching one of the games and Devontae Bousby, Busby, however you hell you Our say old, it. Yes, the legend of Devontae Bosby. Scores and ends up scoring the winning points for his Arlington team, I believe, um, in a game where I'm not even sure they scored an offensive touchdown. But uh, he is most famously known for at this point in his journeyman career, because I believe he's played in the NFL, the XFL, the USFL. The If it has an F in it, he's played with it, with it as he pursues his career. But he played in that Bills playoff game, Bills Patriots a year ago, that butt whooping. Um, so that jumped out at me. You know, some of the quarterback play has been um, questionable at best. I know uh, you're hot and bothered. You want a new backup quarterback in New England straight out the XFL. You want to unveil that plan? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love, dude, I love the, you know, I'm an XFL stan. I love, it's not even just auxiliary football leagues. I particularly love the XFL. I was entertained by what I watched last weekend. I love some of the innovations they're trying to bring to the game. And yes, the idea that now there is a D or G league, if you will, where you can watch talent play post-collegiate but they're not quite NFL ready yet. And then maybe make their way there. Like tell after watching that St. Louis Battlehawks come back last weekend, the first thing I thought was Austin Prohl, Ricky Prohl's son definitely is going to get a kick, uh, a kick at the can for trying to make the NFL as like a fifth receiver or a special teamer. And AJ McCarron still looks like a qualified NFL backup. Like he can sling it. Except the Patriots already have two backups. Actually, <laughs> they might have three backups. Then let's bring in A.J. McCarron, and we'll have four backups competing for one <laughs> no job starter. of thorough under center quarterbacking mediocrity. But yeah, uh, and I'd, what, I'd love to see it. One last note on the XFL. Maybe the most impressive thing that came out of the weekend, yeah. if you believe it. And I didn't mm -hmm. actually see the uh, video proof of it, but supposedly The Rock ran a 4.740 at his age and his size, which is only like... He eight did? of a second slower than the fastest he ever ran when he was at Miami and trying to make it in the NFL. Like, I know the steroids are pumping allegedly through his veins, but HGH probably whatever it is, it works yeah. and get me some. I was going to say, is there any chance he would be interested in like a two, whatever they call like a little uh, what's a futures contract with the Patriots like Judon, Judon and Johnson coming off the edge of the season? He, uh... I take it. I'd be I'd love it. Oh, there's no better way you could inject. Remember when Brock Lesnar was in Minnesota? What the Belichick is cooking? I'll take him in, a, and he's played at Gillette Stadium before because he made, he recorded that movie there. The, yes, uh, uh, the Tooth called. Fairy movie, the playbook, the pl the program, the, the no, not the program, <laughs> not the program. It was, it was Football Tooth Fairy or whatever it was. I think it was called the playbook. I don't think it was Football Tooth Fairy. That Hold now on. you're in the Hulk Hogan movie. Now, now I know. Hold on. The, uh, you know what? Allow me to. Uh, Ask the artificial intelligence of the internet to please provide us with this answer momentarily, audience. And the answer was the game plan. The game plan, yes. Close enough. So he's familiar with Gillette Stadium. Bring him on in. But, uh, no, it's great to have football if you're bored on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and you don't like college basketball or racing. You can mm -hmm. click on over to the XFL, which isn't quite as extreme as it used to be, but maybe it's a better league. 
And I'll tell you, Andy, uh, as we wrap this pod, I will then hop over to the other browser window I have open. I'm looking to acquire tickets to and attend a DC Defenders game because I want to go down there and be with the rowdiest fans in the XFL, partake of the beer snake. Did you watch? Like, that crowd was awesome. The state, the, the, they play at a soccer pitch, so it's got 22,000 seats. It was full. And then when the stadium security took away the beer snake, which was like a thousand cups long, they made them take it away. The fans brought lemons. They threw them onto the field, and they had to stop gameplay to collect all the lemons on the field. Yeah, why they have I, lemons? I because that's the like if you stink on stage, they used to throw like tomato, like rotten vegetables hmm. or tomatoes at you. So you know, sour le- like lemons, sour protest fruit. I guess it makes sense. And how did they get them in? We shouldn't ask. Probably the same way they get the sex objects in up at uh, Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. Up their butt. Everyone imagined it without you actually saying it. You ever see the ah. South Park where Cartman snuck in a Monopoly board? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we'll wrap up another fabulous edition of Six Rings and Football Things. If you've got questions, if you've got content ideas, you have topics you'd like for us to cover on our off-seasonal positional previews and more, hit us up. Six Rings Pod at gmail.com at Six Rings Pod, and of course, at Fitzy GFY and at Jumbo Heart. We'll be back in a couple of days. Always a pleasure. We'll have the mailbag edition of the podcast coming up as well. So your questions, your thoughts, your inquiries, we welcome them. I will entertain them. Andy, of course, will mock them. For Jumbo, this is Fitzy. Good job, Terp. Thank you very much, everyone. Six Rings and football things. Good day. God bless, and as always, go Pats.